Thanks for listening to Shellheads, brought to you by Reality Breached and the Warp Zone Arcade. Episode 3 is about the original motion picture. You know, the one released in 1990. Produced by the independent studio New Line Cinema, along with Jim Henson's Creature Shop, the original motion picture was a huge hit at the time and paved the way for New Line to make much bigger pictures later on. As for the Turtles, this was the height of their popularity in the 90s. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Jeff and Sergio talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original motion picture. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Shellheads. I'm here with fellow Shellhead, Jeff. That's me. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Sergio. <laughs> I still haven't gotten used to that yet. I haven't either. Like I've introed a lot of podcasts in my day, but introing as Shellheads is still weird. Right. Still very weird. But we'll we'll get we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Yeah. We're only on what episode <laughs> three ish. Three and a half? Three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Three and four quarters? Yeah. Maybe yeah. It's like going well, though. It is. So, uh, let's see. If it's episode three. What are we talking about this episode, Jeff? The first Ninja Turtles film. Okay. The Michael Bay one? No. <laughs> oh, such disdain on your face. The worst for last, uh, I would say. Uh, there. No. The gold standard Mm-hmm. As far as I feel, uh, of comic book films, that's that like that's a that's a big statement. And turtle films as well. Well, I, yeah, I think yeah, it goes without saying turtle films. Yes, yeah, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I can follow follow that other narrative. Yeah, it's. It, I would put it in the top ten. Silver standard. Mm, okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that's how it, standards work, though. In my world, that's how I... <laughs> so we got gold, silver, and bronze, Sergio. If it works for the Olympics, it, it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. But that's, that's not how that... If it's a standard, it's... Never mind. I reject your reality. All right, that's fine. And substitute fine. my own. That's fine. We, we're, we're, we're talking about, of course, the first movie. And we, we both love this movie. We both grew up watching this movie. Um I respect the hell out of the entire production uh, and, and and how it ties so closely to the lore of the Turtles. You, on the other hand, have quite the obsession with the movie. I do. And so, while I'm going to maintain my host platform here, yeah. I'm going to surrender a significant amount of the time to, to, to you. Like, drive drive this boat. Uh, but because I know you have a lot you want to say, and I, I don't do. want, and I don't want to... Um, to uh, handcuff you. Uh, my notes are very sloppy. Um, I'm all over the place, but I think the best place to start um, is is it's a true underdog film that yes. nobody wanted to make this movie. Every single studio passed. Yeah, um, and, and and that that doesn't happen. Like at, at at the time, like the turtles were a big deal. They were. And they were still relatively, you know, roughly three years on television, um, or two, if you want to be, before we get, you know, yeah, we got the movie. Um, but it was a hot commodity that everyone assumed there's going to be a movie. Yeah, you have a lot of crazy stuff in the eighties. I mean, not virtually nothing was off topic, right? Or marketable or you know turned into like oh let's let's make a movie about giant furry killer creatures named critters oh critters okay yeah all right <laughs> you know giant giant uh giant popples that are evil um i think popples were evil in in itself um but you know when they pitched the idea to these all these different studio heads is like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What are you talking? What? That sounds horrible. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> no, go away. You know, because um, they were turning everything into to movies left and right. But comic book films around that time, it was it was kind of 
box office poison. Yes. Um, mainly due to Superman, probably three and four. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, well, and, just all the Superman movies are bad, but that's a different conversation. I'm going to disagree with you on that, but because <laughs> I will get back to that point. Actually, that's uh, leading into that. But anyway, uh, I digress. Um, and then, you know, it's like, how much is this going to cost? How do we, you know, make the turtles come to life? Exactly, 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 exactly. Like other movies of the era of cartoon shows. Yeah, the I don't I don't know the years these came out, but there was a GI Joe movie. Yeah. There was a Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. Both of them were animated. Yeah. That's not a departure. That's just sure I'm sure I'm sure they were pretty. A high production a high production value, but they're still yeah. just a cartoon. Yeah. Like to 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 take the turtles off of the TV screen and put it on the movie screen and make it real live action tangible yeah. turtles. Yeah. In the late 80s early 90s is is next to impossible. Yeah. Except for one man. One man. One amazingly imaginative man. And his name was Jim Henson. Jim Henson. Like, even as a child, when I... Like, in the 80s and 90s, children knew what Jim Henson was. Oh, yeah. It's if it, if it's not Sesame Street, it's the Muppets. If it's not the Muppets, it's Fraggle Rock. Oh God, yes. You know, there was a cachet to that name. Yeah, and seeing that name tied to the Turtles, you knew something banging was going to come out of it. It was going to be top quality. Yeah, yeah. It was going to be expensive. Like even if it was just a bunch quality. of Turtle Muppets, like I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean it's. You know, and they they didn't think that uh, it's like Jim Henson. We can't afford him. You know, it's, there's a cachet that comes. Yeah, and there's cash that you need to pay him. Yeah, and you know, the script was a mess, but then they finally you know settled on one that was you know uh, got the approval of uh, the original creators. And, mm-hmm. You know, because they thought, oh well, you know, just corporate. You know, because it was independent. You know, and when you give into the corporate machine, it's the cookie cutter. Superman three and four, you know, <laughs> and then you know that gets away from the person that's passionate yeah. about really that really cares about what they're putting from the page to the screen instead of just yeah. like cookie cutter grab. Let's just you know let's kept you know. Um, and and what I find interesting is the licensing deal that was done for this movie mm-hmm. wasn't licensed at all based on the cartoon. Right. Like, they didn't have to talk to Fred Wolf mm-hmm. to get this on the screen. They went straight to Laird and Eastman. Yeah. I'm sorry, Eastman and Laird. Yeah. And uh, that can be seen in the content of the film. Oh, it's tremendously. Yeah. Because um, uh, Stephen Barron just, like, looked through. He was a big fan of the comic, and it shows. And he just looked, read through as much as he could mm-hmm. you know, that was available at that point. And he was like, okay, what this, what that, what that, okay, I think we got a movie, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay, then that's that's what I want to talk about right yeah. now. I, w- yeah. I want to talk about how deliberate the whole movie was with sticking to aspects of the comic book. Yeah. There's a few changes and a couple of mashups. There's a lot of mashing up. Yeah. Um, because if, if you look at the entire arc of the movie... Mm-hmm. It's basically issues one through what ten, one through eleven, yeah, something like that, with a few of the you know details fudged, a lot of the you know extraterrestrial stuff taken out. But yeah. if we're talking core New York storyline, that's what it is. Yeah, and like they go to Northampton, they, they don't ever say Northampton, yeah. but they go to Northampton, right? Uh, which is not in the first. Like everything is, it's like they cut the first comic book in half. Yeah, use that as bookends for the first ten issues. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's really just beautifully crafted. Um, you know, and of course, you know the 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 few things they changed around. Um, 
but it it didn't detract away from what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It still on its own still stands very tall, I think, to this day. Yes. As adaptations go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you mentioned the changes. Like the changes they made were in service to the story they were telling. Yeah. Uh like take Raphael being the one who gets knocked out and yeah. has to recover in Northampton. Yeah. In the comics it was Leo. Yeah. It made sense in the movie for Raph to be the hothead who leaves and is alone and gets ambushed. Right. You know, that's not how it happened in the comics, but no. it as in service of the story they were telling, mm-hmm. it made more than enough sense. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And 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 that's what I have to say about the entire story itself. Yeah. It makes more sense than it has to. Right. Like all the story beats happen for a reason. Yeah. And th- that you it was the 80 the early 90s. It was an early 90s kids movie. They didn't have to happen. They like Yeah. They didn't have to be that that good at telling a story. Yeah, I don't loosely kids you know, um I don't know. I personally don't see it as a kids movie in the sense of it's a kids movie. Well, yeah. It like there is a way they they could they could have cut this movie in a way that it wasn't. Right. I mean, there could have been lots of blood and whatever. Of course, you know, they didn't want to go that route, of course. Right, right. But I, I think about, it, you know, half for adults, half, you know, it's a happy medium, mm, yeah. I, I feel. Um, oh, yes, yes. It, it absolutely can appeal to both. Yeah. Well, yeah, kids movie. But it's, it's, it's a kids movie. Yeah. With cursing. It does have cursing. It, I wrote that down on my little list yeah. of, uh, of notes here. Cursing. How do we feel about that? I feel very good about that because, you know, did that, that was that adult, you know, cause they wanted that PG rating. So you had to have something, you know, besides, you know, mm-hmm. the action. Um, well, of course that, you know, other stuff that happens later in flashbacks, I was like, Ooh, that's, that's a PG rating. Um, but by today's standards, that would be maybe considered PG thirteen. No, 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 no. Um, like there are certain not. things that just wouldn't make it past the cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the the there's a, there's a there's a pretty uh, I don't want to say horrific, but a pretty pretty blunt homophobic joke okay. in the third act of the movie that would never have made it into the movie today. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Never would have made it into the into the movie today. Yeah. But that wouldn't necessarily make it a PG thirteen movie. No, you know, no. Um, maybe there's a bit more violence, maybe. But well, I don't know. There's a lot of really violent PG thirteen movies. Yeah, there are. Like PG thirteen movies now are R, technically R from the eighties. Yeah. So the cursing. It, I, as a kid, it was the coolest thing I had ever seen. Oh yeah. You know, it, this movie came out in what in ninety. Yeah. I was seven and it like my movie had cursing in it. it of course it wasn't like hard slurs or yeah. hard cursing. It was, you know, just a damn here and a, uh, was two it just, dams. Was it, there, no, there were two dams at least. There was a hell. I think there was a hell. Oh, well, it's technically three dams. If you count the Japanese cuss word, uh, <laughs> there's more than two dams. Okay. Cause there's two dams in the first like 10 minutes. Yeah. But da- yeah, they they really leaned heavy into the dams. Yeah, which was cool. Yeah, so dumb. It's such a dumb thing to be excited about. But it's a, again, it's a kids movie. Yeah, you know, no, it's just like you know, at that point when uh, Bart Simpson started cussing. Mm-hmm. Who the hell are you? I'm like, oh, on TV. I was like, wow. Yeah, and was not ever allowed to watch Simpsons because of that. <laughs> really, it snuck it anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm- my parents didn't yeah. care. Yeah, watching that and living color and bad influences and you know all that good <laughs> stuff. You know, the soundtrack to this movie, yeah, is so good. And I don't know if it's actually good or if it's just like nostalgia good. It's 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 incredibly good. Like I, I that, oh that like that's a line that I can't I I, I can't I. It's all blurry to me. Yeah. I can't see it for the nostalgia. Right. Um. That's an interesting point because, but yeah. No, you've got. 
you know, the, the Japanese feel, you know, um, you know, the, the tone of the music, um, the music was very of its time. It really was, but it, it, I think hip kind of, you know, that the hip hop type stuff was already kind of always kind of like fit, mm-hmm. you know, with the turtles and, you know, being in the urban jungle, um, you know, setting and it just, you know, it's like you would, it would make sense that, oh, you know, the turtles would kind of jam to whatever, you know, is around them because they don't have access to a yeah. lot. I mean, they have a, bro- a busted TV. Yep. You yeah. know, and, and whatever, but it just the setting and in the time period, it just, it, it fit perfectly. And then just the, the score when the shredder shows up. Oh you, yeah. You are, I was just like, Oh my God. It's, it's, I, I equate it with like seeing Darth Vader for the first time. Uh, yeah. I, I was listening to the score the other day. Yeah. You've got the, you've got the, got uh, the vinyl, the vinyl yeah. and I don't yeah, uh, yet. Like but I'm waiting for a digital, you know, I know that sounds terrible, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I would I, I opened it, pop, it yeah. threw it on the the, the 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 record player immediately, and I was like, "Oh, I, like I could pinpoint. Oh, this is the scene with yeah. this is that scene. Like, it's I, never been released. Yeah, like I knew exactly the score, yeah. what the mu- music was set to without having the t- the you know the movie on. Oh yeah, that's uh, how um, familiar you know I am with just the sounds of that uh of that movie. Yeah. I like that as well with certain films. Yeah. Um, and I, the thing is, I'm not a score guy. Like, outside of ones that are, like, just super iconic yeah. or ones that I've seen a bunch. Like, right. I never leave a movie theater going, oh, man, that background music was amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. just not that guy. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, I was like, for the, the Nolan Batman films, for me, definitely, though, mm-hmm. I do enjoy, you know, that. But it it, it varies. It yeah. really does vary. But this, this just, the music is just so, just so good. Especially when Shredder comes on the scene for the first time, it's just like wow, it just yeah. knocks the wind out of you. At least it did for me. You know, yes. when I was a kid, and I was like, wow, oh, it's literally terrified. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a nice mix of, as you said, like hip hop beats and orchestral like moods. Yeah, and it's it's light and dark. When yeah. it needs to be, like it's it, it it fits the movie very well. Yeah, or it's just very nostalgic. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go for both. <laughs> We've got the uh, the nostalgia rose tinted glasses on, uh, you know, full blast. Oh yes, like this is going to be one of those episodes that I don't know if anything I say is true. It's just me talking out my butt. Yeah, the entire time. I think we're not alone in how much we love this freaking film. You're right. You're right. You know, I can just. I can, it's one of those that I never get tired of watching it. How many Noids oh, did you find? I, in you the told sewer? me to look for no- I Noids. Did. I did. And I looked and I was like, I don't ever, I don't know. I didn't see any, but I since, wasn't, you know. Since Domino's was the, uh, you know, the go-to sponsor uh, for this one, apparently people hated the Noid. They flushed them all down the toilet or <laughs> threw them down the sewer grates or whatever, because there's 10 of those jokers. That I counted at ten least noids? ten. Uh, the tenth being a giant plush that was used as a pillow. How did I miss all ten of these noids? I I watch a lot of Psych, uh, Sergio. So I have the. Uh, I'm all about the detail. Oh, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I'm watching it with director intent. That's what it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. so. But I notice a lot of the little things. So like. All through the layer, like on the uh, the phone booth uh, on the wall, or the phone on the wall, whatever. What do you just call it? Uh, they're in there. The landline. It is. It is. It's like, how did they get a phone down there? Um, but there, like, there's some in there, and there's like some on the table, and uh, they're just kind of all thrown throughout. I think there's one on the television set. Uh, kind of off to the side. Um, there's one in the in the sewer, right? Right when you do that, they, they do the, um, the like pan, the, yeah, the pan scene, yeah. opening shot. There's cups, there's napkins. I'm like, my gosh, like, people just wanted to throw the noid away. So I much. don't know, or, or or Domino's helped pay for the movie. You know, exactly, yeah, exactly. So. That and uh, Burger King, <laughs> the preferred fast food of the foot. It's um, <laughs> why I don't like Burger King. Um, yeah. yeah. Listen, my next note is that movie is more serious than it had to be. Yes. Uh, 
if I was a betting man, like if I was a 30 year old dude in 1990 and they told me that a Ninja Turtle movie was coming out, I would absolutely put money on. This is going to be a comedy that is nothing but, you know, cowabunga jokes. Right. And that is absolutely what this movie is not. With the other direction, the complete other direction. Yeah. Like this, the serious moments have actual gravity to them. Yeah. Like the scene where the turtles find out that Splinter has been kidnapped. Yeah. Has emotional weight to it. A lot of emotional weight. When they find out the Splinter is alive and he is basically saying goodbye to them because he thinks he's going to die. Yeah. Emotional weight to it. Now, now, before we get to that, let us just take note that the turtles tapped into the force to summon Splinter's force ghost. Okay. You have to. <laughs> he, he would what, have to be dead what, for it to be a force what ghost. Were, well, you would think, but he was blue. Oh, God, no. Yeah, no. No, no. What was in those marshmallows? <laughs> no. <laughs> so you're saying Splinter's a Jedi? He could be. Uh, but, like, everything has an emotional weight. Like, April's second time around burning down. Like, her apartment burning to the ground. Yeah. And her looking out of the back of the van, watching it burn. Yeah. Like... Like this was, it, you, got, it got real. Like it all escalated very quickly. Yeah, like it got real like four times in that movie. I was like, this is, this is tough. Yeah, it's not like Simba's dad or anything, but no. it's it flirts with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, there was no that was that aspect of the movie wasn't necessary, but it was right. welcome. Like yeah. unexpected. They wanted you to not just. I feel that it was like, okay, this is not another cookie cutter movie. This right. is not an alien from a you know dying planet coming to Earth, cookie cutter, you know, mixing in with the populace. So it's like, no, you know, this is this is something very special and it's done incredibly well. And they wanted you to they wanted you to believe that they could actually exist. Exactly. And as a kid I just looking at the animatronics and just the way that they moved and it was and it still holds up so well to this day. Yeah. I still believe. You know, <laughs> I really do cuz you it, it, the performances and everyone that was involved doing I mean it took so many people to just to equal one turtle. Yeah, yeah, that's the, it's it's funny that you say that. My next topic is the entire production is a logistical nightmare yeah. because you have to line up the talking or the, the the vocals with the movement of the mouth, right. which has to line up with what the actor is actually doing in the suit, which has to line up with the actors who are not in suits. Right. And they had to deal with what airplanes flying over and messing with the in- instruments, glitching the the animatronics and messing with everything. So yeah, it was it was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. You like uh, we watched the movie, and you know, a, th- a thirteen second shot has four different turtles' mouths moving with, with their face making expressions. Yeah, and they're not dead eyed. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like it's it looks so incredibly real and lifelike. But then again, you have the professionals at Henson's creature shop mm-hmm. that have been doing this for years. And of course, I think um, if I'm remembering correctly, I think Baron worked on Jim Henson's storyteller. Mm-hmm. If you've, I don't know if you've ever seen um, that, but I believe Stephen Baron, if I'm not mistaken, uh, worked on that. And that's how he was able to rope henson into okay. uh, doing the creature effects yeah yeah um, like fact check right quick <laughs> <laughs> like even you know as a kid i knew they weren't real yeah but very early in the movie it was very obvious that it didn't matter yeah you know and and legit when i watched the movie yesterday there was a scene with the apple core or raf pulls out the apple core and i'm like yeah Wonder why they didn't show him eating it. Oh yeah, because it's a puppet. Yeah, you know it, it's. And I know it's dumb. It's it, well, they had Mikey eating pizza, kind of, kind of. 
Then they had Donnie spitting out the water after he dunked his head yeah, got dunked in the in the in the tank. Yeah. Yes, I was correct about Baron uh, directing storyteller episode. Okay. Okay. So very good. What's next, Jeff? Oh, uh, <laughs> let's see. Let me get off of here. Going back to everybody that you know made up one turtle. So you had the puppeteer, you had the voice actor, you had the stunt actor, you know, that did all, you know, the fights and stuff like that Mm -hmm. with a freaking heavy head on that didn't have, I believe the stunt ones did not have electronics because if you look, they have that frozen, that frozen look on their face. Yep. Um, they're, very, they're very careful to, to avoid as many shots of the face as possible. Oh, yeah. And if you look carefully, you can see the little eye slits underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, And then um, you've got just the regular um, uh, suit performers mm-hmm. that did this, the regular walking around comic, you know, the comedy stuff. Um, and I've got to give it up for the suit actors because... In in any type of um, you know production, whether it be television or movie, that's not an easy job. I mean, especially if you're going to do a lot of action, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you don't have a lot of visibility. Yeah, yeah, you can't see much. Yeah, and so that you know that that's where the choreography you know comes in and fight choreography and stuff like that, and it is it's just tremendous what they were able to pull off. Yeah. Yeah. In this, in this movie. Um, and, and, and just timing, yeah. like jokes take timing. Yeah. Especially when you're telling them and moving or like moving your arms. And, you know, if, if you're telling a full body joke, hmm. if you hit your punchline too early and your arms are still flailing, yeah. you look like a maniac. Right. So, so you're absolutely right. Like, Take all of the timing issues in that performance, and then also basically blind the person who has to do them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the the ninja aspect to this is okay. something that I'm curious. Where are you going? Okay. Well, you know, in in the cartoon. They started out with a little bit of that, but then they didn't really touch on it, and it got kind of away from what it was. Mm-hmm. But with this, the invisibility, not being seen, hiding, you know, fighting, doing all the stuff, they're like, oh my gosh, like, this is like mm-hmm. this is like straight legit ninjas, like the way they, you know, they should be. Yeah. And as a kid, you know, just being used to the comical stuff, and then seeing them actually fight and be you know, what they were trained to be, that was, that was very exciting. And to this day, it's still, I mean, we got to get to that final fight in, in, in this, yeah. <laughs> in, in, you know. in this movie, the, the, they are obviously teenagers. They're yeah. obviously ninjas. They're yeah. obviously mutants and they're yeah. obviously turtles. Right. So they, they hit all four. They did. Yeah. They did yeah, very well. But it's like when he tells you your skills are reaching their peak, I'm like, how long have they been doing? I mean, te- oh, you know, obviously, you know, like 15, 15 yeah. you know, but I mean, in that, in those beginnings, you know, they just, they get so excited. Like we had our first battle. This is great. And then mm-hmm. they face endless waves of foot ninja. And it just, I was like in a burning building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and there's just, there's no end to them, but you see them fight, you see them confident then they get defeated, knock down a peg, regroup, mm-hmm. train, and some of them with the bandanas to the side, you know, because if you look very carefully, they're, they're yeah. doing it blindfolded. And, right, right. Um, you know, that seeing, uh, of course, one of my favorite moments is Donatello with a straw hat on. And yeah, they, they made yeah. a poster about that, you know, of that. <laughs> um, I wanted to see more, you know, sequences, uh, you know, on the farm, but why did they cut when, you know, when April's doing. The uh, her drawings, her, her drawings. There's no Mikey. What was Mikey doing? I gotta know. He, he was just chilling, man. No, no, that's not good enough. <laughs> I got. I have legit questions. I need them answered. I want to know. That's you know. actually one of the one of the. I appreciate that 
sequence probably more than any other sequence of the movie. Yeah. Because it is absolutely lifted out of a comic book. Yeah. Like, whole cloth. Like, this comic, we're going to use this and just basically use that as the plot device to further the uh, character development of the third, the end of the second act. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Speaking of acts, though, I'm going to start criticizing the movie. Are you ready? Oh, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I got a few things here. Okay. Act three is kind of messy. It's kind of messy. Some of the stuff doesn't make sense, per se. Mm -hmm. Like... When they're in the foot headquarters and they're 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 carrying Splinter out, uh, Casey and um, Daniel, da- Danny, Danny, Dan, Dan, um, just the motivation for the entire Foot Clan to just be like, Nah, bro, we're not Foot anymore. Yeah, it's, I, there's I'm, nothing there. I'm gonna agree with you on that. Yeah, this is your family. Is this what you call a family? I'm like, someone needs to get Vin Diesel in here. Yeah. Give him some talking to about family. Yeah. Um, and, and the and as good as the rooftop battle is at the end, I can name two or three things they could have done differently. Yeah. It would have made it better. Right. Get your talking out of the way before you fight. Yeah. There were multiple times they stopped during the fight. The fight to talk to that, chat that did drive me. Nuts and, and in the background, you just see the shredder just like, roaming around. Like, I was like, okay, when are you guys gonna be ready to fight me again? He would not do that. He's the shredder. <laughs> he would destroy. Them. I was like, oh, they're monologuing again. Yeah, you know. I was like, oh, there's there's no time for that. I okay. I actually agree on both points. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. When, and when when the shredder has Leo basically at the end of a. At the end of his sword or whatever, yeah, spear, spear. It it, it just that's yeah. kind of the part of the movie that where it's a kids movie stands out, right? Because it it, it has those those tropes of oh, I've got a leg up on you. That means you have to you know, leverage. Blah 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 blah. Right, blah. It's like, right. Mm. He could have just rolled. Like yeah, it's he's yeah. a ninja. Come on, yeah. You know, so it's kind of messy. Oh, and and we're watching the movie as we do this, and I said we weren't going to reference it, but yeah. Casey Jones just basically decides, I'm going to murder this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which just, is so weird to me. Yeah. It's like, it. I guess it fits with his character because he's a vigilante. And, yeah, maybe. And in the comics, he was going to kill people. Yeah, he's, he's just like, hey, I'm just going to murder this guy who fell into the garbage truck. Which is very, really really weird. Hard to do. Like, what type of angle are you falling to exactly fall (laughs) and not break your back (laughs) in the process? Um, Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But watching it through again, like, the first act is fun. The second act is perfect. Yeah. Start to finish. The second act is amazing. The third act, I was like, oh, your cracks are showing. Your yeah. cracks are showing. Yeah. But it's fine. It's, you know. Yeah. But, you know, when, and I like to see, it's like up until this point, like, the Turtles have been good. Like, their fighting skills was, you know, were, were pretty freaking good when they fought the foot and then they fought him and no. Mm-hmm. Like, when they fought Shredder, it was just like, oh, hey guys, what's up? Nope. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is they didn't win. Yeah. Like, they didn't beat the Shredder. Yeah. The Shredder succumbed to his anger and then got crushed by Casey Jones. Yeah. But it's... it's Because they couldn't blow him up. Yeah, they didn't have access to bombs. Yeah. The thermite thermite yeah. grenades, is that yeah. what it was called? Yeah. <laughs> Good old thermite. Uh, Casey. What's his... How do you pronounce his name? Elias? El- I don't... Elias Cotus? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's an interesting. I don't know. Very interesting. Name. He definitely did, didn't change his name for Hollywood. No. But there was no other man on this planet born to play Casey Jones. No. The build, his mannerisms, uh, just you know, everything. Just oh my god, the freaking mask. 
I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. it was just, it was gorgeous. And of course, you know, he had shorter hair somewhat in the comics, but yeah, but it doesn't really care. It, doesn't, I don't, it yeah. doesn't matter. He looked the part. He had the freaking bag on his back with all the different weapons in it, Yeah, you know, and it just, I really liked it. It is again, it's like hard to, to get away from that because he later on became a joke. Um, in the 2K3 series, uh, a little bit down the road, they watered him down. Yeah, but you know, again, I wanted, you know, I just, I liked, I really enjoyed his his portrayal. Um, it, yeah, it's 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 perfect. Like yeah. I, I don't even know if he's a good actor. I just know that him playing that part is perfect. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a whole lot of stuff, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say so. I mean, he. If this was his first role, he nailed it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like just, just just enough like New York gruff. Yeah, in there, like snark. Very, like obviously does not get along with women at all. No, you know, no. and and the banter between him and April yeah. in the, the 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 like in Northampton. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, every second of it. It's like moonlighting, Sergio. That's not on my list here, but let's. It might, no, it is outdated references. Oh my god! You think about it, the turtles have what maybe three or four channels that they can even find down there, and probably reruns are on that those channels. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't like. Moonlighting was kind of around that time. It, yeah, but now, like. like one of the principal rules, if you want to make a movie that is, like, timeless, you don't weigh it down with reference after reference after reference. There's a Cagney and Lacey joke in the movie. Yeah. You think anybody knows what that is now? Or was it James Cagney? I don't know. I don't even get the reference. No, no, that was James Cagney. Is that what it was? Yeah, I was like, not Cagney. You dirty rat. Is you that know. it? I, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what that is. Yeah. yeah, I do. I watch old movies. I don't. Yeah. Like... 99% of the people born after 1990 are not going to get the moon, moonlighting joke or the Cagney joke yeah, or the wax on wax off joke. Mm, I'm going to disagree with the wax on wax off joke. I don't know. Yeah. Cause you know, the, the karate kid is back. The, the only reason they made the new karate kid stuff is for people our age. They don't, they didn't make that stuff for 19 year olds. No, of course not. They don't know what wax on wax off is. Yeah. And that was uncomfortable to me. Like, make real jokes. Yeah. Don't make pop culture jokes. Make real jokes. I don't think it was relevant at the time. Yeah, I know, but again... But now... If so you much. expect your movie to be respected 30 years from now... Yeah. Don't fill it full of memes, you know? I'd say it's still pretty real respected. Minus, you know. I know. You glaze it's, over it's, that. It's just, yeah. To the older kids. It's for the older kids. It, uh... Yeah. It just bothers me. It, yeah. I, it bothered me then, and it bothers me now. It doesn't bother me at all. Uh, like it's my nostalgia mm. blanket is is yeah, very it's, it's very warm. It's very <laughs> very warm. It's like toasty fresh out of the uh, out of the dryer. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just I'm going down my list here. No, that's fine. Probably the one thing that I really wanted to ch- talk to you about about this movie is Donatello. Yeah. And how he was portrayed throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom, complete mistake. Completely wrong. What were they thinking? Because he's supposed to be the smart one. There, there, was not- there, there was the only reference to him being the smart one was him and Casey working on the truck. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, he was, his entire persona was boiled down to being Mikey's sidekick. Yeah. Which is not Donatello. I agree. And that didn't sit well with me as a kid. And watching it again, I'm like, that's not him. That's just Corey Feldman. Yeah. And didn't do a bad job, but there was no reason for him to be Donatello. Right. I would have rather him be like Leo. Ooh, no. Tucci was just... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brian Tucci was just the man. I mean, he was perfect. I mean, he sounded so much like Cam Clark. 
um, very similar. Um, and I thought it was him for the longest. Um, <laughs> but I just, you know, I, I think with the exception of Corey, um, I mean, I, I enjoy it for what it is. I think everybody did uh, vocals. I did. Of course, Mikey is my favorite. Of course, Robbie. Oh yeah. He was really good. Wrist was, Wrist was really good. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, just knocked it out of the park. Um, but you know, I think everybody did a really exceptional job. I mean, especially, um, you know, Kevin Clash's Splinter. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I did not even, if you had told me that that was the same guy that did the voice of Elmo <laughs> and was his puppeteer, I mean, I would call you crazy. Yeah, he was, Splinter was really, really good. And it was like his, his voice was so well disguised and just that that tone it was a lot like um uh james avery's shredder i think mm-hmm. in the sense of like wow that's it's, just wow like no what's that what's you know those memes that people put on the screen that have morgan freeman oh yeah and they're like you I, you know you read this in morgan freeman's voice exactly like every single time i see a picture of splinter from this movie yeah i just hear his voice oh yeah 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 me too so, I, I get Definitely. it. But yeah, but like Donatello was not Donatello. He was not, and that's probably the main problem with this movie. Yeah. If I guess if you want to call that a problem, you know. Yeah, no, I mean I get it. I mean, you know, they weren't exactly going to put you know the turtle van in there, or you know, you know, or or whatever. Um, and then that's fun, like. They could have shown him working on a TV. Oh, TV's busted or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Just, uh, just a throwaway reference. And I have a bigger, my biggest problem is him just being the other joke turtle. Yeah. You know, like, uh, that's mm-mm. right. No, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. I'll give you that too. Something I caught today when I was finishing up the movie mm-hmm. that I've never caught any other time that I had ever watched it. Ooh. At the very end when, uh, Sam Rockwell's character uh, is all like, ch- "Oh, I know ch- where you're going with this." Yeah, check the, the what was it the the East Warehouse on Lairdman Island. Yeah, it took me a minute. I was like, "Yeah, Wait, yeah, like, what?" Yeah, I was actually <laughs> going to write that down. I was like, "Did you catch this Easter egg?" Uh, and and I rewound it. I was like, "Did he say what I think he just said?" Yeah. So yeah, the East Warehouse on Lairdman Island yeah. is funny. Yeah, and. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff throughout all the Ninja Turtle stuff. Like, like even in the the two K three series, when uh, like anytime you saw the cops, it was always the cops drawn to look like Eastman and Laird. Yeah. So it's 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 fun to see that they were doing it way back then too. Oh yeah, I mean that was a very nice touch. Breaks the heart. Um. <laughs> okay. More complaints. Sorry. I'm just that's that's, that's how I watch movies now. Yeah. Um, yeah, because regardless of how thick the nostalgia is and how much I love this movie and how much yeah. I would be willing to just watch it again right now, yeah. Why did they have to have a rat doing ninjutsu in a cage? <laughs> why was that necessary? What did that add <laughs> to get the point across for the children, Sergio? For the children, if you're if you're grounding most of this movie in reality. And you're trying to tell me that a real life rat was doing ninjutsu in a cage and standing up. You're lying to me. Yeah, standing up, upright. Yes, a bipedal rat. Yeah. No. Nope. No. No. Like all you had to do was just say that he had been watching him for years. Yeah. And when he became a big smart rat, he practiced it. Right. It's, it's, oh God, needlessly dumb. Just needlessly dumb. Are we going to talk about the ooze canister? Can, can, yes. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> yeah, go for it. So your nitpick. <laughs> yes. Um, when NECA announced they were going to release, uh, in addition to uh, movie-accurate turtle figures. Yes. Not and, regular. And, right. They're huge. They are. Um, they also released the the, the screen-accurate Casey Jones mask. Yeah. Um, one of the, the one of the little trinkets that they, that they made was a screen-accurate 
supposedly <laughs> radioactive ooze can. And one side of the can looks wonderful. Yeah. It is it's exactly what it looks like on on screen. I even paused that today when I was watching. I was like, "Ah, yeah, that yep, the yeah. crack is in the exact same spot." Yeah. You know, the like they did a fantastic job recreating this prop. Yeah. Until you look at the other side of it. <laughs> which is which is where I guess I understand both arguments. So the other side of it says TCRI. Right. Which in the comic books was the name of the Utrum's like home base slash scientific research institute. You know, Technocosmic techno, Research. Yeah, Technocosmo institute, yeah. Research Institute. And that made sense in that canon because they were going to other dimensions and whatever. Or other galaxies or whatever. In the movie universe, it's established in the second movie, which is canon, <laughs> that it's not techno-cosmo, it's techno-global. Which makes more sense because they don't ever actually go into space or into yeah. other dimensions or other worldly stuff. Yeah. Techno-TGRI is who the scientist in the second one works for. Yeah. Which means, retroactively speaking... The canister in the first movie would have TGRI on it, not CG, not TCRI. Yeah. But the one they released has TCRI, which apparently is what the real one had on it in the movie, even though they don't show that side of it in the movie, which... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just, it, just bring I'm, it down a notch. I'm just, passionate. Just, like, good, I know. It's, it's just... It, it bugs me. They made it. And they were going to go full on with it, but... The actual TCRI that exists to this day, mm -hmm. I think they still are today. To this day, would not allow them to do it. What? Wait, what? They did not. They were not able to get the rights to use TCRI on the back. That's why you only see it from the front. I, that's why they had to change it. There's to no. There is absolutely no way that's true. Yes, there is absolutely no way that's true. There's a real TCRI. Yes. Uh-uh. Nope. 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 To the phones. TCRI. Yeah, this is... It only has turtle stuff that comes up. Distribution service in Gillette, Wyoming? Yep. What? Yep. Five out of five on uh, Facebook, apparently. Not anymore, because they're about to get a one... <laughs> The family of TCRI companies are here to serve your needs for for our fleet of tanker trucks. I st what? Yeah, but then how could they use That's it? Also, in a cancer research institute as well. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it still bugs me. Regard regardless, like even if what you're saying is true, which I still doubt. Even the photo that I sent you of Lair of Eastman. Oh no, I know I, that yeah. I know that the original Holding. prop had TCRI on it. That like that I'm not disputing. Yeah, I'm just saying if you're creating an in-world thing, like it's supposed to be accurate to what was in the movie. Yeah, that, that's like calling a, a deleted scene canon. Oof, deleted scenes aren't canon by default. They should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. that prop pisses me off more than it probably should. <laughs> you got some hang-ups, Sergio. A little bit, a little bit. A little bit. I have one more thing on my on my list here. Okay. And this isn't necessarily a complaint. Okay. Uh, because, it, yes, it's a 90s movie. 80s, 90s movie, you know, 90, so. You can expect it to be filled with, like, 90s tropes and... How the 90s looked at misbehaving, ch like, children or teenagers yeah. was so quaint. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at us. We're going to go hang out at a warehouse, skateboard, and play video games. And smoke. Yes. And play poker. Like, uh-oh. Four smokes. Like, there's poker. There's There was roulette. There was skateboarding, spray painting. Arcade games. Arcade games. Like, take out the smoking and the robbery. Yeah. <laughs> like, and... Summer I, camp. It's, yeah. Like, I guarantee you, like, <laughs> parents today would pay to send their kids to that place. Yeah. So, like, just, that's how 
children were saying, "Oh, you're a bad kid if you skateboard. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be a nobody if you do this. You're gonna stunt your growth if you smoke all those cigarettes." <laughs> Which I think a couple of the kids uh, are the same height. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of the, there was a kid smoking a cigar. I was like, "Yeah, oh, you can't do that." That's the good stuff. It's it, we've but, spared no expense. Yeah. We stole it all. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. It was just so, so odd. Like, that legit could be a karate camp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, you, if you take out the smoking and the robbery. The, the thought that that's what bad kids do. There was, yeah. there was no reference to drugs. There was no reference to... Outside of cigarettes. Well, yeah. Like, serious yeah. alcoholism yeah, or no. murder or There's anything like Pepsi, that. Pepsi, I think, around. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, bottomless Pepsi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you guys going to play NARC today? Oh, there's NARC right over there. Yeah. We have it on free play. <laughs> yeah. Everything's on free play. <laughs> it, it's... And... Again, that's just a, that's just because it was a '90s movie. Yeah, it would be portrayed very differently today. Like if if that's ex- if that exact scene happened today, there would be meth. Oh yeah, and possibly the marriage of Juana. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there'd be there'd be weed, there'd be meth. Although wait, no, 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 that's legal now. In, yeah, not yeah. everywhere, but yeah, and 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 there would be like the Hunger Games style, like ooh torturing and uh, yeah like they have all kinds of crazy crap now oh yeah the 90s oh you don't know. skateboard who can eat all the tide pods yeah, right in one sitting yeah, yeah yeah so quaint so so cute yes so oh you misbehaving cute kids i actually have one one more nitpick okay oh you have nitpicks how did casey change into the <laughs> foot costume so damn fast that's part of the that's that's part of the wacky like weird problems with Act Three. Was yeah. he wearing the full thing, or did you just pull over the top over his sweatpants? I what yeah, like un again unnecessarily dumb. Yeah. Like there was no reason for them to be so comedic with. But doink, yeah, I've changed. Like, come on, man. Yeah, you spent two whole acts of this movie being super serious and like having the turtles visit the astral plane. And then you flush it down the toilet with Casey changing in two seconds. Yeah. All right. Come on, man. Yeah. That's my one little. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Oh no, wait. That and the uh, the um, the truck robbing foot. Oh, <laughs> the they're, they're able to move stealing. the boxes. So oh my it's... god! Ten seconds. Mm-hmm. A guy was there in ten seconds. Like, oh, here comes on the sword. I'm like. How did they move an entire truck of merchandise? No, merchandise ninjas. Okay, we'll go back a step. Merch ninjas. <laughs> Merch ninjas. How did they move all that equipment? With what a, was in there? With enough people, it's possible. If they're moving in unison. With plenty of hernia trusses. Yes. Yeah, like, it would take 30 or 40 dudes, yeah. and they would all have to be carefully choreographed to do so. That was some sick choreography. But yeah, you're right. It's just silly stuff like that. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. You could it could have been so much more realistic. Could have been. Yeah, but it was the nineties. It was ninjas and they yeah. were everywhere. Such a there was an allure. It was. <sighs> well, what have we not talked about? Oh, the fact that Ernie Ray's Jr. was uh Donatello's stunt double, who Ernie. later would go on to be Kino. That's right. Kino in the second movie. Yeah. I will talk about Kino when we get to the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. But a nice little fascinating nugget of information yeah. that, um, now you were saying that, um, all of the in costume actors had cameos in the movie. Yes. Um, the ones that you can visibly see, um, uh, the Domino's, Delivery guy. And the pizza guy's got 30 uh, seconds, that guy? Yeah. yeah. Um, he was Michelangelo's uh, suit act, the suit actor. So um, Michelangelo was calling himself out for being late? Pretty much. Nice. Okay. Um, uh, Raphael was the guy in the cab. Okay. The guy uh, the, in the back seat or the front the back seat? Back seat. Okay. Um, Donatello, I believe, was the foot ninja that confronted April about keeping her mouth shut. Oh, the one that slapped her? Yeah. Okay. Leo. I'm afraid I don't know Leo's. Hmm. He's in there somewhere. He's in there somewhere. Yeah. I feel a little bad about that, but... Well, it's fine. We haven't really talked about April. Oh. 
or what's her name? Judith Hogue. Yeah. How, Hogue. Oh, that, that's how you pronounce that. Yeah. I'm terrible with pronouncing names. Yeah. I am. I am I'm a, a little as well. Um, strong female. Absolutely. Very strong. Um, in a, in a, in a time when there weren't many. Yeah. Um, there, there weren't wonder Woman's just, you know, everywhere. Right. Um, perfect April and probably my favorite to, to this day. Okay. Um, she nailed the comedic timing. You know, she had that charm about her that you just you just instantly just fell in love with her on the screen. Am I am I landing my Sony payments again? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she just she you know, that little that little scoff, you know, that she has, that little smirk. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I completely agree. Like she they picked a very good April. Oh they did. Um the the casting across the board was really good in this in, oh, in, yeah. in this movie. Uh, and it is kind of a shame that she didn't come back yeah for the following two yeah um but you know it's not like who they replaced her with is terrible right but again we'll get to that yeah oh um as far as it being probably one of the most fateful comic to film movies uh the only other one that i can think of around kind of like between that time period was the first superman film Mm mm-hmm but yeah, that you know, at that point, you've not really seen any super faithful adaptations. I mean, um, I think even Punisher straight way away from yeah what that was. And 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 that was like back in the eighties and nineties and seventies and whatever. Comics were seen as like a lower form of entertainment. Yeah. So any Hollywood person who got their hands on a comic book property thought we have to movie this up. Yeah. You know, we we can't just produce this as is yeah it's a comic book i'm not gonna slum it yeah like comic Um, or comics are for children like oh you're wrong like (laughs) like, we we have to we have to movie this up and and that's why everything you know gets changed and you know there 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 are so many looking back at the 80s and 90s it's weird what movies made it to the screen yeah like batman's a no-brainer yeah superman's a no-brainer howard the duck Ooh. Dick Tracy. That one was better than Howard the Duck. I love Howard the Duck. Really? It's bad, but yeah. I love it. Um, what are some other ones that Flash Gordon? Flash Gordon. Like, there was no X Men. There was no Spider Man. There was no like. As far as like film wise, yeah, I mean, so much, just yeah. like major Hollywood pr- yeah. produced. Yeah, like it's such weird choices. Yeah. In the 90s. Yeah. And none of them ever really connected to mm-hmm. anything larger. It was all more or less, um, you know, standalone. Of course, Flash Gordon was supposed to get a sequel. It was supposed to be a, a chain of films, but mm-hmm. it tanked here, but did extremely well in Europe. Yeah. So, it's yeah. kind of how that goes. And, and, like, the Turtles are quite the anomaly. Yeah. Because it's not like... They got greenlit for the movie because of the comics. Right. They got greenlit for the movie because of the popularity of the TV show. Yeah. And the how did they Hollywood it up? They took it back to the comics, which is a real, real Very, weird choice it paid to make. Off, it did. Because thirty plus years later, we're still talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that movie kind of made New Line Cinema. Yeah. Like it turned them from like the indiest of the indie to not necessarily they took a lot of risks. They took a lot of risk, but there was a lot of reward with it. Yeah. And they were able to grow significantly after it. Yeah. So much so that 10 years later, they made the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. You know, like, that's that's a big jump in 10 years, mainly because the Turtles were able to bring in so much money. Yeah. And the highest grossing independent film. For decades. Yeah. Or at least a decade. Yeah. 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 Which is... Again, another, you know, testament to the quality of the film and it, you know, a real underdog, you know, story because mm-hmm. we all love an underdog. Yeah. 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 And if we ended it on the exact same note that we started on. It's it is. It's an underdog film. Yeah. You know, there's no reason this film should have worked. Yeah. But it did. Yeah. N- n- we could be. We could be having this conversation and talking about it like it's Howard the Duck. Yeah. But we're not. Yeah. 
You know, like if Howard the Duck was a huge hit, there'd be a Howard the Duck two and Howard the Duck three. Right. And you know, but and people be you know talking all reverently about it. But no, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it says a lot. It does. It really does. So, any closing closing statements? I surrender my time to the delegate from the Warp Zone. Ah. Uh, oh, that was gotta like that. Yeah, that was gotta like that. Yeah, I do like that too. <laughs> uh, I think that's 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 pretty much it. I mean, it's just it's always for me. It's been a good go to movie. You know, if uh, had a bad week or a bad day or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. there's several films that I can go to and I can throw on, and it just always be that that just kind of lifts you up. You know, it's, it's very like I said that 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 nostalgic. The nostalgia blanket is very oh, yes. warm. It is a warm blanket of nostalgia. Um, Absolutely. It's a shame that we didn't get the true sequel that we we should have gotten because parents complained that it was too violent. You know. <laughs> and now look it at still all made the, buttloads of money. <laughs> it did, but look at all the crap that's on TV today. Like you know, kids like, oh, I like Deadpool. Um, you're. You're not 20 years old. Oh, don't be. get me started on that. Why? Why do children-sized Deadpool costumes exist? I don't know. Why does that even exist, Marvel? Yeah, different conversation. Yeah, and we will talk about this when we get to the second movie. Oh, but yeah. We, but we have to. We have to mention it in this one. Compared to this one, the second and third one seem thrown together. Yeah, and to a degree, they were. They were released like what one year apart. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were back to back to back. They were greenlit as soon as the first movie came out. Yeah. So the, the original idea was to continue adapting, you know, the mm-hmm. stories and what you know and what they did with this, and have the original director everybody back, and just yeah. I don't know at what point where all of that got lost. And I'm like, why would you not want to repeat the same formula? Yeah, that's just Hollywood. All right, uh, Jeff. Okay, now what do we have next? Uh, next episode, episode what four? It yeah. is uh, TMNT Adventures Part it, One. Okay, so is that's it, the uh, that's the Archie comic. Yeah. Um, which we have. There's a lot of stuff we can say about that. Yeah. Like those, th- that series gets weird. Really weird. Yeah. So so just tune in next time. Uh, we're going to talk about the the first mini series, which is the the, the basically the pilot. For the comics, and then we're going to talk about some of the ongoing at the beginning. So, yeah, that should be fun. Uh, then we have a bunch of stuff lined up after that. So, oh yeah, just keep listening. Uh, and if you're in the Brandon area, there's a lovely little uh, arcade right you know, down the street from the Krogers. There is in Brandon. If you're looking for a place to play video games, or if you just live in the, 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 what's it called? The, the Crossgates area. I would say the Tri-County area. Tri-County. Yeah. Okay. There's a, there's a Tri-County area. Tri-Force County? There's, a County? There, there's yeah, three of them. Great. Yeah, okay. It's kind of, sh- if you look at a map, it's kind of shaped like a Triforce. Oh, that'd be sweet. Kind of. Yeah. Um, stop by the Warp Zone. Yes, please do. But no, no, the Warp Zone's cool. Uh, Jeff, you're the, you're the owner operator. Yeah. Um, no, we've been there for about eight years. Arcade cabinet. We have our, a traditional arcade cabinets to play, like Neo Geo, Metal Slug, Fatal Fury, Samurai Showdown, all that good stuff. You know, trying to preserve uh, that you know that traditional feel while having updated stuff as well. PlayStation Four, Nintendo Switch. Uh, you know, all that good stuff. Cool, cool. Um, just a place to you know just to leave your worries at the door. Come in, game, have a great time with family and friends. Awesome. Yeah. Also, when <laughs> uh, the Shellheads podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Reality Breached, um, if you're hearing this, you might have picked it up off of realitybreached.com. Uh, I host a podcast over there called The Reality Breached Podcast. Uh, and w- we also have uh, The Black Pocket, hosted by Robert Morse, uh, who is also a contributor on Reality Breached. And we do local spotlights where we talk to local businesses and people of interest in the Jackson area. So uh, there's all kinds of stuff there to um, to check out at realitybreached.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all the other socials. Yeah. That's a thing. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah socials. Yeah. So uh, tune in next time. I'm Sergio. Sometimes I'm Jeff. <laughs> and we're Shell <laughs> And we're Shellheads. We are. 
God. <laughs> <laughs> miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.